0: the Marathon Medic podcast. My name's Amy and I'm a junior doctor and running coach based in London. In this series of the podcast, Running and Me, I'll be chatting with runners about why they started running and the benefits it's had to their health, both physically and mentally. On today's episode, I'm chatting to Alice Newstead. Alice is a London-based runner and she was set to run three of the World Abbott Marathon majors this year, London, Boston and Berlin. Outside of all this training, Alice also runs with Good Gym and she also has her own YouTube channel, Alice on a Run, where she shares running tips and vlogs. So, Alice, just saying all of that, you've got a lot going on this year. (laughs) Really impressive with all those races. And for me, I think since I've known you, you've always been doing marathons and actually have no idea how you started or when you got into it. Sure. So, um,
1: I started properly running in 2016, Um, but growing up, I was never really good at any sports. Like I tried quite a lot of different ones, normal sports. We even had a water sports holiday, and I couldn't do wind sailing or anything like that. Um, But one thing which, thinking back now, I guess, shows that I was kind of naturally maybe built for running. I didn't really pay attention to it at the time, but we did a 5K at school. In maybe year 12. And I remember running with kind of one of the girls who was quite fit. Um, and it being not easy, but I think I got under 30 minutes having never been active up to that point at all. Um, I wouldn't, I didn't even want to walk home from school. I would get my mum to pick me up. Um, so that kind of, I guess, shows that I maybe have somewhat of a natural ability for yeah. running. <laughs> um, and then... In uni, I slowly started going to the gym, um, exercising a bit, running on the treadmill. And then when I went to Texas for uh, study abroad, I, for some reason in my head, I was like, oh, I'm going to join the running club. And then I joined the running club and then just started running. Uh, signed up for my first half marathon after I'd done a five mile run. And then, yeah, that was it. Now I run a lot. (laughs) I was
0: going to say that. that's what surprises me most, that you say it was only a few years ago. Because if I see you on Strava, you're basically doing exercise every day. (laughs) So to have gone from saying you you wouldn't even walk home from school to that is quite impressive. Yeah, I guess it's just good. It's nice to be good at something. Mm. And I think the running club element as well. So you said you went to Texas and didn't know anyone. Was it motivated by the sport more or meeting people? I think, I guess meeting people and just because
1: it felt like it was quite a cool thing to do like going to Texas and and it was quite cool and I just the idea of running around like streets of Austin
0: seemed just quite good to me I always (laughs) think whenever I go on holiday the first thing I want to do is go for a run because you see so much more yeah and you see places that you wouldn't see otherwise and I think some people think it's crazy to go on holiday and then the first thing you do is put your running (laughs) shoes on but it is the best way especially when you're going somewhere new and getting to meet people and the place as well. So one of the reasons I asked you to come on to the, the podcast today was because I think around six months ago or so I saw on Strava that you'd very openly and honestly just written a post about how you'd had a bad mental health day and I was just wondering if you could share what happened on that day and, and what was the story behind that post?
1: Sure, so running as an OCD has kind of helped to a certain extent but that day was It just didn't quite work out. Um, I have OCD for mainly, my main form of OCD is like cleanliness OCD, Mm -hmm. um, which is like uh, just like germophobia kind of, but um, compulsions around it, like hand washing and stuff like that. Also, I just generally have, um, I don't know if it's quite anxiety because I haven't really explored that with mental health professional but in certain situations if stuff's a bit overwhelming it's kind of just like introversion if there's a lot of sounds and things like that I can get a bit um I'm not sure the word but like frustrated or irritable um and also I have kind of general anxiety in terms of social stuff like I worry a lot about how I'm perceived that's mostly from some past experiences like through my life, but also just, I guess having OCD probably doesn't help with it. Mm. Um, so on that day I was running with midnight runners. They do a six mile run on a Tuesday where they run along the river and every mile or so they stop and do something like a plank or, um, some sit ups something like that. Um, And also they, the way they run around is they kind of, it's quite energetic. They have like a speaker, backpack, things like that. So it's quite loud. So I was feeling a little irritable in terms of that. They caught me, I guess, at a bad moment. And then at each stop, we would have to get on the floor. And that's just something that my OCD wasn't allowing me to do at all. Like, but everyone was kind of doing it so that's where the social stuff fed in I was like I didn't want to just be standing there while everyone else was on the floor Um, and it was getting a bit much so I just kind of removed myself from the situation (laughs) they ran past I think it was the National Theatre there was a big sign up for a play and I just stopped at the sign and like (laughs) hid hid there until they'd all gone past and then
0: just like slowly um, jogged to the station and went home Mm. Um, but I think it's so good that you've you've identified everything on that day that contributed to your OCD yet you still are able to turn up to those clubs and that that event knowing that that could happen yeah so it's really brave of you to even join these these clubs knowing that you might have problems and then talking about it afterwards and being able to put on Strava that you know actually I did need to step out
1: I think it's good it's been helpful to be able to be honest about it because everyone like a good gym kind of knows that and they may see me like wearing gloves when we're doing a plank but because that's something I've shared I don't feel awkward about it anymore and I'd like to get to a stage where I don't have OCD and I don't have that's not something that affects me negatively but if I can manage it and have it as something that I can make part of my life without it making my life really hard, then that's
0: better in the meantime. Yeah, I completely agree. And thank you so much for talking about it. So just in case anyone isn't too sure what OCD is, um, you explained it really well, but I guess it applies differently to, to other people and they'll have different obsessions and compulsions. But OCD is obsessive compulsive disorder. The obsessions are the thoughts and the compulsions are the acts. So the thoughts are intrusive, they're distressing, you can't get rid of them. And then the compulsions are the acts that you try to do to negate those thoughts and reduce the amount of distress you have around those obsessive thoughts. And those thoughts can be very different for everyone. So as you mentioned, cleanliness is, is one thing for you, and that springs to mind for a lot of people. So I was just wondering for you, if you'd found that your running had helped you at all?
1: Kind of on a roundabout wavelength that has, um, running has kind of made me a lot more confident um for some of the things I mentioned before like um I didn't get on very great socially at school so I didn't have a lot of confidence and having something that I was good at has just given me a lot more ease with myself not not necessarily body image but just feeling that I have some kind of purpose um i.e getting better at running and being good and being quite good at it and talking to people about it and they give me, like, positive feedback, that's definitely helped my confidence. And so I am open to talking about it, which helps too. Um, And it's not... There's the mental... I'd say that the mental aspect of my OCD is made better by running and the way it affects me is a lot easier. I wouldn't necessarily say that my OCD has got any less in terms of the number of compulsions because the issue with my cleanliness one is that it's kind of out of sight out of mind if I haven't thought of it yet it's not a a problem but once I've thought of something not being clean then it's pretty much not clean forever okay so it's an issue when people say like oh you have OCD do you find this dirty? Like, they think they're being nice. but <laughs> It's <laughs> if, really if not helpful. If the answer helpful. is no, then that's mm. now on the list. Okay. And as time has gone on, my OCD hasn't necessarily got worse, but just, like, more things are added to the list. And it's to the point where at work I'm, like, opening the fridge with a tissue right, rather than touching it. Okay. But... So is it, it almost like help-
0: people put ideas in your mind and then, yeah. you, then that triggers an obsessive...
1: Yeah, yeah. and that's like the problem I've had with therapies is I think I need something, maybe um, like medicine at this point or something more subconscious like uh, hypnotherapy. Okay. Just because I don't think, although it's illogical like all OCD is, Mm. it's based in logic, like the things that I think are dirty are... BBC News will do an article like, oh, the touchscreen in McDonald's has this many germs. Like, it's got E. coli and all that on it. Like, it does, but most people don't care. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that much. And I just want to get to that stage where I don't care, but I don't see how I'm going to do that without
0: some kind of yeah. And so I guess <laughs> running is maybe has been beneficial for your overall well-being. Yeah,
1: I but- think without running, I may have... Got worse in other ways, and maybe some of the more depression side of OCD would have come out. Yeah. Whereas it's mostly just it affects my life in like a nuisance way. And if there's some, if there's a situation I put in, which is overwhelming for OCD, then that will cause like, um, uh, not really an attack, but I don't know if a better word. It will cause like a uh, kind of a panic. But yeah, running has definitely helped my general
0: well being. Yeah, so I guess an adjunct, something you can do, as well as yeah. the actual treatment for OCD. Um, I know there's
1: a, I can't remember her name, but there's a woman who wrote a book about running with OCD. Okay. I um, think she's married to someone on TV. <laughs> after the <laughs> yeah, control after one. After Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I, I guess we kind of touched on it before, in that going to that situation where there was a running club that was loud and you were having to go on the ground, not worsened your OCD as a condition, but made you worse on that day. Yes, yeah, a have trigger. You, yeah. Have you found anything else about running actually makes your OCD worse? Not so
1: much my OCD. I think Strava, um, I really like having Strava and being able to use it. Um, sometimes, though, it's not great for um, kind of worrying what people think, because if I have a day where I kind of take it easy um there's always like 10 people who've done a really long run or they've done like hill training or something like that and then I start worrying like do they think that I'm not running very well or if I post if I accidentally pause my run and have to upload it in two lots I'm like oh no what if I'm annoying everyone clogging up their feed um but it's not too bad I think Running generally, other than the fact that sometimes there are situations where I'm in a big group of people, and if I act weirdly, it might be noticed. It's yeah, not really a negative effect. Mm.
0: It's so funny that you said that about Strava because I thought you were going down a completely different route. Oh. In that, um, I was, I've been, I listened to a podcast the other week and it, it mentioned a few Strava behaviours that identified a lot with me checking all the stats and really overanalyzing it and becoming a bit obsessive with that. And then when I read lots about how over-exercisers often have a lot of obsessive-compulsive traits, so I was thinking, you're about to say it can get quite obsessive having an app with all your information. I'd never appreciated that you'd be worried what other people were thinking. Because I guess, for me, if I put something up and I see someone else has done a longer run than me, a harder run, I'm never thinking what they think about me. I'm always thinking... I haven't worked hard enough today, and I think it's really easy to get trapped in that. So that's what I was thinking maybe you were going to talk about, but actually it's a completely different spin.
1: My OCD and kind of obsessive nature has changed over the years, so I'm kind of glad that I didn't have Strava a few years ago. In uni, I had um, an eating disorder, basically, um, and that if I'd had Strava then, it would have really negatively affected me the stats um I had a fitbit and I would I think I only had it for a couple of months because I lost it on the bus which was probably the best thing that could have happened because <laughs> um, I was right in the middle of the eating disorder and I would just walk around the house for like hours <laughs> okay because it was a number that you yeah. had to reach in yeah your head. exactly okay. um so in some ways I feel like I have progressed a bit with that the fact that I don't have that aspect of kind of obsessions mm-hmm. um I also used to have um stuff like worry I walk around my room and check all the plugs that kind of thing okay. so I've had other forms of OCD that are now gone whether that's because of running I don't really know it Has may the have just...
0: cleanliness aspect always been there or is that a new development as the other obsessions have disappeared
1: I suppose yeah maybe but I don't know if that's just because there's more things added to the list. So it's yeah. just kind of taken up my mental energy. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I can imagine how hard it is when, say, you live in a city like London as well, and you're constantly, like you, you mentioned, noise and being around people, and how there's always going to be something there that you really yeah. have to manage. But I think it's great that you come to all these clubs and you're so open <sighs> about it. Um, and you've recently set up a YouTube channel as well, which I wanted to talk yeah. to you about. Sure. Um, it's called Alice on a Run. And there's a few episodes up already. So I was just wondering what your motivation for doing that was and what what gave you the idea? Uh, I've always quite
1: liked vlogs, all the (laughs) (laughs) vloggers. But I didn't have anything to talk about, really. Um, But now I've started running, I was, like, thinking about it a bit more. I know someone who has a YouTube channel, (laughs) does quite well with it. Um, Also, this year I'm doing... um, the marathons as you said and I'm not really I don't really take pictures um so it would be good to have a like a log via video of that yeah and I do plan on talking like about my OCD and being kind of open the running YouTubers are quite they're like a lot of them are men or they're like fitness influencers so I thought it might be good for some people who think that you have to be like that to be like good at running or to have fun with running to see me who's slightly a little bit awkward um when I do talk about my OCD there'll be that as well and hopefully i am able to help some people in that way
0: I think so and I think it's so important that we don't think a runner has to be somebody that gets all these amazing times it's literally anyone that puts on their running shoes and goes out for a run yeah and my brother actually mentioned the other day he was looking on YouTube for running reviews of some shoes and he said to me amy there is no one on here that's female it's all men doing reviews yeah and you know whether that's something you you do or not it's it would be nice to have a female role model that's kind of running as part of life with her normal job and and seeing how how you get into like amazing races as well you're doing so well um so that's alice on a run (laughs) and you should definitely go and subscribe to her youtube channel um, another thing I wanted to ask you about is in January, you did, I can't say this very well, January, yeah. yeah. And again, wondering if you did that in connection with your running to see if it would improve because a lot of runners are vegan um, or whether there was another reason.
1: Not, not really. Um, I guess I was curious to see if my running performance would go down more than anything. Okay. Because people always talk about, like, protein and things like that. I do know people who run in a vegan, but that's always, I guess, a worry. Um, but I had a lot of fun with it. It was remarkably easy to do. Most places were bringing out vegan versions of everything. I guess you chose the right <laughs> um, Yeah. to do it. And I didn't feel... So the first week I was a bit tired, but I think that was because I'd just been taking out the meat rather than replacing yeah. it. So I just upped my portions and I was fine. I don't think I, like I was getting around the same times as normal. Um,
0: so yeah, it was quite fun. How have you uh, been eating since that finished? Did you find you're more vegan now or just gone straight back to normal?
1: No, I'm definitely more vegan now. I don't want to be fully like that just because I don't think restricting myself is a good idea based on like, um, my history, but yeah I've been having um, like this week I'm having all um, veggie meals at least um throughout the week I stopped eating beef last year um and doing veganery sh- like meant I bought some of the um not corn but it was just kind of I think it was like a mushroomy lently mix like mm-hmm. there's one at Waitrose that's really nice um so now and that tasted really nice and c- gave me the the feeling of beef, you know, like the warmth. <laughs> yeah, so you have
0: like a spangle, Sometimes you need it, especially after yeah. a run, you need something that kind of fills you up and yeah, makes yeah, you feel warm yeah. inside. Yeah. So now
1: I can have that and it's so like
0: vegan. So yeah, it's definitely been very good. Yeah, there's uh, there's the running club isn't there, vegan runners, and I I'm yeah. I'm assuming they're all vegan, I'm not sure. I think but that's a requirement, surely. <laughs> <laughs> but I I admire you for doing I honestly I tried a vegan week once and realised that I hadn't even been vegan for a week because I'd ordered corn and it had egg egg in it. (laughs) So I've never even done a day vegan, I don't think, but um, it's good to to try. Um, Great. So I'm just going to end by asking you if you can, I'm going to put you on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to ask you uh, if you can give me one word that would sum up how running has changed your life. I'd say like ease.
1: Okay. Not so much confidence, but it's just made me a bit more like easygoing about a lot of things. I guess being a bit fitter has improved my life. Like it's a lot easier to do whatever I want. If someone wants to go and be active at the weekend, I don't even have to think about it. Mm. Um, But yeah, it's just kind of eased my life a little bit,
0: made me um, more chilled with myself. That's good. Do you think it's because you. For, for me, I always find because I'm so focused on running and that has a big importance in my life, I then stop stressing about other things that are going on. Yeah,
1: it's you've got to make sure you toe the fine line of not using running as a medicine in the way that it's really bad if you miss a session. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, it can definitely help me kind of refocus myself if I'm stressed out about something. I know that I can, like, if something at work is hard, I'm going to be running home, and that will be just, like, a nice half hour
0: with a podcast. Is that what you listen to when you run? Is it always podcasts?
1: Mostly. Every now and then I'm in the mood for music, but you have to catch me at just the right mood.
0: Really? Okay, So I'm the opposite. I'm very much music-focused because I think if I am too into a podcast, it slows me down. Probably great for long runs, but if I'm going on a harder run, I need... I need horrendous music, quiet, like beats, beating music that I wouldn't usually listen to. So I'd usually wrap up there and end the podcast. But today is a little bit different. There's a part two. And that's because Alice had so many great races lined up, which we now unfortunately know have been cancelled or postponed. So I thought it would be a good idea to catch up with her. Uh, We did this safely, socially distanced through the power of Zoom. Uh, So next up is Alice telling us a little bit about how she's been getting on since the pandemic. So Alice, um, we chatted now about two months ago and life has changed a lot since then. So I was just hoping we could catch up and you could tell me how you've been coping since all the races that you had prepared for have been cancelled and what you've been doing instead. Yeah, I've, I've got
1: like four races booked. And no idea when they're going to happen. I guess I'm just trying to like tick over. That's all we can really do. Just trying to have fun with it. I took um, 10 days off running a few weeks ago just to freshen up my body.
0: Yeah, I guess it's quite a nice opportunity to almost do what you like with running. Be that have the rest that you never allow yourself or push yourself harder for your own personal challenges or do all the challenges that are circulating on the internet at the moment. Oh, yeah. Um, you've done a few yourself, haven't you? Huh. Um, could you just tell me, so you, I think the first one I saw that you did was the, the New London Marathon Challenge, which is the 2.6 oh, yeah. challenge.
1: Yeah, the 2.6 challenge was where you just had, the brief was 2.6, and you could kind of do whatever you wanted with that. So I did. I did t- 26 exercises, like indoor workout exercises for 2.6 minutes each and then a 2.6 mile run just to kind of show that you can do stuff indoors and it's still a good way to be active. I think, to be honest, a lot of the reason why they were doing the 2.6 was to stop people running the London Marathon route and like try and distract
0: us. (laughs) And I think you also, you've been quite strategic with your running and have been running at funny times of the day. And documenting what that's been like. So, could you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Um, so, while I'm super glad that we've got all these new people to the sport, um, the, the routes that I normally go in are quite busy now, and it becomes a bit stressful having to like weave in and out. And it doesn't feel like I'm being particularly like socially distant. We can all blame each other, so we won't go into that. But like, it's just I found. I wanted to try and find ways of getting away from people so I did a run when it was raining which I'd really recommend because as soon as there's bad weather the street's clear um I ran through rather high tunnel which was also fine um it's like mostly cars though and not many people go through it like walking or running um I found it fine but if it's if there's a lot of cars it I imagine it's not very good for your lungs. <laughs>
0: just a <laughs> ch- channel <laughs> kind of solutions.
1: Um, what else? I did 4am and a. I wrote, like ran indoors. And I did that last night as well. There's like an indoor relay that I did as well, which where I just ran around my table. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: feel like people are going to have really strange running injuries after this. Yeah. Not the typical, you know, foot injuries are going to be like, i bash my elbow on the table and trip <laughs> upstairs. stairs. Exactly. Um, and how have you been coping just in terms of your mental health, in terms of running? And obviously the media kind of tells us all about this virus and it's basically all anyone talks about now. And then going out into a park, let's say Greenwich Park, which is very, very busy at the moment. You mentioned that it, it kind of distracts from the running and there's a lot of people around. How's it been affecting you?
1: Yeah, I'm not... Great. I've always been, in recent years, quite agitated anyway when there's a lot of people. I don't know if it's linked to my OCD, um, but it's also just another thing. So that hasn't been great. Um, but I'm kind of coping. And the OCD itself, it's not like... I think a lot of people would assume that because there's a, like a virus going around that I would be more worried... In that Mm -hmm. terms, but my O C D is a lot more just like germs in general. Not I don't know if I said about it last time I spoke, but it's just generally the idea of germs. So yeah. I don't think of it as coronavirus. It's all exactly the same as pre virus. But then the issue is that because I'm kind of in one place all the time, that's not very good for my O C D when I move around a bit more, that's like to different places then it kind of Distracts my mind a bit, so it hasn't been that great. But I uh, just got a therapist as of last week, so I'm excited about
0: that. Congratulations! So, is that um, going to be virtually to begin with? Yes, we'll see how it goes. No, I think that's a really positive step in the right direction, and I think it's really interesting how you described that your OCD has been affected, I guess, more by the time you have on your hands and the time to think and not being able to do your usual activities more than the actual yeah. virus itself
1: you said that people are talking about mm. it in the articles there's loads of articles about like saying stuff that's dirty and stuff oh. like that that's never good like because if i haven't thought about it it might not necessarily be on my list so if there's something that like there's an article i see and it's like oh you can't touch this i'm like okay great let's add that to the list so i just try and avoid those
0: Mm, it's so hard to avoid these things though and it's almost irrelevant those articles as in those things were dirty before they're dirty now it's not really pandemic related more of the articles Mm. um you'll be pleased to know that you mentioned a book last time jog on i've actually got the book now and I've, i've just started it last night so i'm enjoying it so far oh cool Mm. is that Bella McKee is it uh Bella McKee yeah well thank you so much for um coming back to speak with me and just updating me on everything that's happened over the last two months because it's probably the biggest changes we've ever seen in our lifetime so it's yeah. good to hear. From I was me.
1: listening to your other episodes and they're funny like everyone's talking about all the stuff they've got coming up this year and I'm like oh I
0: like know that? <laughs> yeah, um they were obviously all but one were, was recorded before this happened. So it's all a lot of excitement about what's coming up and, and things have changed. So I thought it'd be nice to kind of speak to someone during pandemic yeah. to find out how running has changed. Cool. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me again. So that's it. That's the final episode in this series of the podcast. I'd just like to thank Alice who spoke to me not once but twice and if you'd like to follow along with Alice's running journey then you can search Alice on a Run on YouTube. If you want to keep up to date with the new podcast releases and blog posts then follow along using the handle at marathonmedic on Instagram or you can visit my website marathonmedic.com.